Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers and select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. Um, whilst they then picked up their spare guitar and played. But I don't remember ever placing them all. But obviously that was in an extenuating circumstances. That was in the middle of a live gig, right? So that was the, my only experience at it is, was that. Um, but what I didn't know was is whether or not after the gig and maybe the day late or the morning after, whether, whether or not the, uh, the guitarist in the band would then replace the other four. Um, so uh, another five strings well, or not. So um, I think... So if you could ask somebody more experienced than me, what happens to me is I tend to go too long without replacing them. I'm just kind of lazy that way. Right. Um, that would make a bit more so, sense then if, if you did replace one. Um, right. Then so for me, I more. know that if one breaks, I'm like, yeah, I might as well just get them all replaced. Do them all. Um, yeah. So that's... Yeah, that, that's, make, that makes sense as well. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm in love with this guitar again, but now I'm thinking I want to uh, make a bunch of changes to it. What is it, a Fender? Because you got your because you got your back screen on. I can't actually see what it is. All oh. I can see is the. Oh, there yes. you go. I can't see the fret. This the fret is disappears. a. Hold on, I will uh, choose virtual background. None, baby. Turn it off. So now you get to see it all. So oh, there you go. There's a strap. There you first go. electric guitar that I bought, and I love it. It is. Yeah. It's not expensive. Um, like the only thing that I've done to it is I took the back off, because depending on who you're talking to, some people tell you that it makes it sound better. I don't know if yep. that's true. Um, but one of the things I've been thinking about doing to it is replacing the fretboard. I have become, I really like rosewood fretboards. So that's maple, which you just saw. Yeah. And then uh, this one, this one's rosewood. So the why? Color. Tell me why. Oh, I it's like a different color. Way, what? No, no, no. It's, I like the way it feels. Um, the way it feels okay. against my hand, the way my hand moves up and down the neck as I'm playing. I've found gotcha. so, rose. So that would be the palm of your hand then, right? Not necessarily the slide of the fingers, but the back, the, the palm of oh. your hand on the back. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, can, right. I can feel the difference as I'm as I'm fretting. And I've, I've found that I like uh, rosewood better. So I was thinking okay. about changing that and then maybe changing the pickups too. But the pickups, I like the way this guitar sounds. So I don't know that I am... Did you say that was the first guitar you'd ever bought? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. First electric. Keep... first electric. First electric. First electric. Yeah. Keep yeah. keep that one, mate. Keep that one as it is. If you really fancy it, Why? then get an, then get another Fender and have that one as it is. Yeah. You're, you you always want to go yeah, back. Just spend just more money. Yourself. Just spend more money. It's no big deal. It's just yeah. money. Shut up. Eat something, Jam. Just come in here. And start I, getting you know, already. I'm getting I'm getting my sandwich delivered. Thank you very much. It's on its way. <laughs> Don't treat Kirsten like that. <laughs> Have her delivering your sandwiches and shit. You're a modern man. You're a modern man. That is, I am a modern. What else? What do you do? Do you make your own food? I do. I made a sandwich before I came in here. I do too, normally. But I feel like it's like it's like a day off here, so I usually, I actually am bummed. I don't have any beer right now. Any beer? It's bubbly, bubbly. I, I do this have. This podcast a brought to you by Bubbly. 
a la croix. Well, let me tell you, next week you better get some goddamn bubblies. I'm not drinking no la croix, like a pedestrian. <laughs> All right, okay. I, 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 I go between the bubbly. They both have their their pluses. Bubbly has extra carbonation that I like. This one. Yeah, get that, get that. Extra bubbles. There's a, there's a, there's a reason why they call it bubbly. There you go. So, Mark, Danny, I hear what you're saying. Like, I 100% get it. But I also, like, I'm a fan of folks like Prince and there are a couple other people. Like, they got a guitar. And then you, you know just, Prince like, is dead, went right? in. I know. <laughs> but He doesn't just, have like, any guitars anymore. Just the legend of what they did to their stuff. Like, they would get something and then they would just make it their own. Um, sure okay gotcha yeah they were custom it yeah gotcha yeah you're you're right to some extent you're like you're like a guy who puts like a bunch of stickers on his laptop right no you actually don't no yeah that's well sounds like you ought to be that person so here's the thing here's the thing with my cars and my laptops zero stickers i've thought about it but no (laughs) my guitar i probably wouldn't put a sticker on it but i would change it to make it exactly the way i wanted it um so, but yeah, as long as it sounds the same, I think I'll be all right. And I, I think I just want to uh, change this neck. But the problem so is... The, so the Redwood doesn't change the... Uh, sorry, did you say Redwood? Yeah, it doesn't change the sound. It literally is just the feel of the guitar, not the, not the sound of the wood. It doesn't change. Rosewood. Is it just the fret that's Redwood? Uh, rosewood, sorry. Is it just the fret then? Or is the, is the stop uh, um, Rosewood too? All of it. All of it would change. Um, and I don't so know if this change, is true. Does that not change the sound? So you know what would probably change, be more likely to change the sound, and I have to look this up, is with the rosewood neck, I think the one that I'm looking at, the, um, the oh, I can't think of the name of it, but it's, it's made out of bone, and I'm, I'm screwing this up. So it's not a fret. It's the, ver- it's the very last one that would be a fret, but it's either right, made out okay. of plastic or it's made out of bone. So this part right, right. here. Um, yeah, that actually does make a difference in how it sounds to some people, but okay. I think the one that I'm looking at does have a bone. Um, I can't think of the name. Why wow, this driving me nuts? Is it is it like the is it like Ollivander's wand shop? Is it made of like a, a Pegasus's bone or something like that running running through the fretboard? But yours is I'm a special one people. because it's, it's made of a unicorn's horn or something. I'm going to tell people the horn of horn of unicorn through your through your guitar. Oh, you know what? That's why I couldn't think of the name. It's just called a nut. It's just it's just called the nut. So some sexual. nuts are made out of yeah, it's not sexual at all. That's so the, sexual. The white part of the end of this uh, phallic-looking thing is a nut. Um, so either it's bone or plastic in it, and it makes a difference. Gotcha. I would have thought that does make a difference because obviously different guitar manufacturers do prefer the woods, and it can't just be for aesthetic reasons. There must be something about the acoustics that it that it that it plays, or maybe that sometimes just it just in... feels different. Yeah, like I said, the way the way your hand again, the way your hand moves up and down it. it well, that it, would make sense, right? You, if you can move your hand more smoothly and it feels more comfortable to you, you're going to play the guitar in a slightly different way, and therefore get. A different sound out of it right you're going to yeah. transition from note to note more smoothly you're gonna it's gonna it's gonna you're gonna bend the note a little bit differently because you, you're more comfortable with your fingers on the fretboard yeah that, i guess in that sense it does make sense the wood itself is not changing the the note right acoustically like a like an acoustic guitar would um but maybe the actual the way you play it does yeah that makes sense yeah i bet you a million bucks like somebody will say like on the high ends or low ends or maybe even the mids that 
the resonance will make it different. I don't know. I'm not that much of an audiophile. You heard me. I was just like, like had the volume turned way up just now. So I sounds good to me. That 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 that's what you and I would be. Well, it sounds good to me. Look at a good piece of art. It looks good to me. That's what matters. Um, yeah, I knew this. I knew you weren't an audiophile from the beginning, Jonesy, because you, you don't care about generally the quality of the audio. You're like, ah, good enough. We can hear you. It is good distracting. enough. It's good enough. It's good enough. Um, yeah, it's good enough. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good enough. It's like, can you understand See? them? Is it too distracting? No, then we're good. Can you hear me? Do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? Good to go. <laughs> that sounds like a film quote. It is. Yes, it's it from is. Rush Hour. <laughs> Come on. It's a classic. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> a classic. What? No, is it? Like, no, it's not a classic. Or no, you haven't seen it. I don't think no, I've seen those classic. films. You haven't seen Rush Hour? Oh come on! No. Those that's are nice staples. The really, that's the guy with the really whiny voice and the Asian the guy with the really but... whiny voice. Did he you just call Jackie Chan a little Asian fellow? <laughs> oh my god! I didn't hear the that. Does karate? Yeah, that that's those films, right? Oh my god! Shanghai Nights as well. This is the most frustrating thing I've ever heard. So here's, there's like five things you said wrong. A, obviously the race things. B, you said karate. C, you said he was also in Shanghai Nights. You didn't even mention Shanghai Noon. What is wrong with you? You're doing everything. Neither of those are good. To be fair, neither of those. No, disagreed. Disagreed. I love Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights is fun, but Shanghai Noon is fucking good. (laughs) I mean, I haven't watched it in like 15 years, but it's fucking good. Mm -hmm. Sure. (laughs) Speaking of uh, rush hours, you guys ready to rush in this podcast? <laughs> you, you guys ready? You ready to jump in? Move, move on from music, and bad movies to finally. Movies? I've been waiting. I've been waiting for you all to stop talking about pieces of wood with strings attached to them. I'm done. <laughs> and nuts and nuts <laughs> and nuts. <laughs> Got to include the nuts. All right, let's do it. So. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and on this week's podcast, as you can tell, just got myself, Danny, and Jammer in the room. Gentlemen, how y'all doing? What's doing up? Doing good. Got an editor for my book, locked down yesterday and this morning. Super excited. That thing is coming along well, and I cannot yeah. wait for it to be done. It's coming. It's coming. All right. Is that City of Mages? Are we talking City of Mages, Jam? Yes, we are. We are talking City of Mages. Are we calling you Jam now? Is that a thing? Is that what we're doing? I mean, I grew up being called that, so that's no big deal. Amongst that's other things, thing. I'm sure. Yeah. Little Shit is another one. You know. <laughs> that was just from your mom, right? <laughs> yeah. Cochino is another. You reminded me of that uh, the video I sent to you where the mom throws the turkey at the kid. <laughs> just the whole turkey, just like grabs it and smashes it in his face. So Danny, there's this video of this woman just cursing out her son. I assume it's her son in Spanish. And like, I think the last thing she says, are you fucking happy now after she throws the turkey at his face? <laughs> and it was because like, my favorite part is it was so minor. He was just slurping soup. And he was doing it to be annoying. And he's, you can hear it like off on the side, like, stop, stop it, stop it, stop. And then she just loses her shit and throws a whole turkey at him. And then the last thing she says is like, you fucking happy now. And then he like takes one more slurp, but it's just like a normal slurp. He's been cowed. He's been cowed. It worked. So 
Sounds like a um, disproportionate response, though, ultimately. That was great for the bats. I enjoyed it. <laughs> this is spot on. <laughs> so, on today's show, we'll be asking the question, what if Mortal Kombat was terrible instead of shitty? Is there a difference between those things? <laughs> I don't know. Find out when we review Fistful I of Vengeance. I was so mad at you, Jonesy. I was so mad when I started watching that goddamn movie. So mad. So here, for a minute here's what one. Happened. Here's the thing. We had, we had multiple options. We had multiple options. You guys turned to me and you're like, what are we going to watch? And we had talked about the trailer for Kimmy and no one was excited for it. I was like, I'm excited because I like the director and the cast. But other than that, like the trailer doesn't do anything for me. And everybody expressed some of the sentiments. So we I didn't express on, anything because I missed that because you weren't fucking there. I you wasn't. know what? You don't get to do if you're not there. You don't get to bitch. That's what happens if you're not. There. <laughs> That's what you don't get. I don't That's know. what you don't I, get. I could bitch. I I could bitch. I just did. Anyway, here's so. what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'll do for you. Here's what I'll do for you since you want to fucking whine and moan about it. So I was gonna tell you guys this later. I, I'm I'm curious what you guys think. So I was gonna invoke the Artemis Fowl protocol. And for folks that don't know what that is. We watched the movie so terrible that I was like, you know, let's this is fucking skipping and just talk. Thank about you, please, please. So if you guys, because I don't like, like, I don't like to. I have so many bad things to say about this movie, and I don't like saying bad things about movies because I don't like disrespecting the talent involved. <laughs> I will say, in this movie's credit, fantastic producers. They worked with what they had. They, they I'm not, I don't know if they had a good budget for this, we're but it looked yet. expensive. We're not there yet. It looked expensive. We're not, we're not, we're not there, there yet? yet. Okay, we're not there. Okay, yet. I'm done. Calm it down. Tamp it down. Tamp it down, buddy. We're almost there. We'll get there. All right. But yeah, we're just going to jump right into it and talk about how bad this movie is. Yeah, you need that sandwich, man. You're hangry. You're hangry, uh, <laughs> Mr. Hyde. Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But first up, we're going to talk about some news. You know, the funny thing is, so I put um, I put the Man of Fella Earth on here as a trailer I want to talk about, but I totally forgot to watch it. Uh, oh, it's so good. It yeah. looks amazing. Like, I looked at the cast. I really want to see it. Um, I like Bill Nye. I like uh, but fuck before, like Showtime. I don't. I don't want to have to get freaking Showtime add on to my Hulu account in order to watch this show. But I'm gonna do okay, it so because me, it looks tell amazing. Tell me what you liked about the trailer. It had a really great, fantastical tone to it, um, and a lot of interesting ideas that could be explored through the narrative about an alien who visits Earth, and what sort of repercussions that could have in the journey that goes on. It just looked good. The, the acting, the talent is great. The visuals look amazing. There's like a real sense of wonder. Um, I got, you know, mixes of, of Christopher Nolan along with Steven Spielberg kind of thrown in there and somehow mixed into one sort of feel. Um, and I just got really excited. Like something, it's like there's a je ne sais quoi about the trailer that just warmed my innards and made yeah. me just be like, oh, this is why... You know how, like, if you look at a movie that you could look at objectively, like The Revenant, and you'd be like, I could see that's good, but I don't like you. But you have those other things where it's like, I don't really know why I like you, but you make me feel good inside. That's kind of what I get from this. What surprised me about just the production of this movie generally is it's coming from Jonathan Nolan and uh, Lisa. Oh, Lee, I didn't even right? notice that. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't even know that Nolan was involved. Wrong. Pretty sure though. But what surprises me about that is they've done stuff with HBO. So I'm curious what happened that the crew from Westworld was like, you know what? 
we're gonna go over Showtime and do a thing. Yeah, I don't no, no. like that because I have HBO Max and I don't have Showtime. That's the reason I don't like it. Yeah, and so that's what that's one of the things that um, made me want to put this on here. So, and I think it was it was I I had I had never heard about the show before until you put the trailer in there, and I'm just happy you did because I I probably would have heard about it when it was airing, but I don't think I would have heard about it prior if it wasn't for the podcast so super excited you look very confused i'm on drugs i am saying something completely different this is alex kurtzman i am wrong the thing that we're talking about today that's from lisa joy and jonathan nolan is also not on the network that they're accustomed to being on this is going to be on amazon that's fallout okay so fallout is going to be from them and that's like The, the video game adaptation the video game adaptation um before we move on to that, Danny, what did you think about the trailer? Yeah, I'm with Jammer on this one. Uh, I, I thought it was, it was to me, I'm not going to just repeat everything that Jammer said. It just looked fresh to me. It looked like it was uh, uh, an alien comes down again. And we've seen that countless times in many forms. But this actually looked like it was going to be a completely uh, new, fresh take on it. Not just how it looks, like Jammer said, in the cast. But it actually looked like, okay, this looks like something I haven't seen before. Um, whatever it's about. And the fact that it didn't give too much away as well always appeals to me in, in, in trailers. So, yeah, I'm 100% on board. I saw it maybe about an hour ago and loved it straight away. I had to, had to, I had to tell people. I thought it was great. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Now, this is going to be a series, right? I, obviously, yeah, I see the trailers and it's not... Yeah, um, I see it come up with Showtime. I don't know if I'm going to be able to see it. It's in the trailer, obviously, but because that's on YouTube. But... Um, other video services are available, um, but I haven't seen um, how I'm going to actually watch the show itself. Right. So hopefully I can. Fingers crossed. Well, here's the thing. You won't have long to wait until you'll be able to find out whether or not you'll even be able to watch it. So it's going to drop at least on Showtime on 24 April. So maybe somewhere around then you'll be able to find out. What so what's that? Two months, right? Yeah, yeah two it's months from today. Two months, yeah. Almost exactly. Two months from yesterday. And I promise I'll watch the trailer. (coughs) (laughs) You pulled pulled a real Nick doll there. You know what? I watched the thing we were going to talk about today. You know, it's just that every time I was going to watch it, I was in a place where I couldn't listen. Uh I'm just hearing excuses. It just never worked out. They're just excuses. excuses, 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 excuses. You know, who am I to say? I I miss a lot of episodes due to work. So I, I, I just, I can't talk. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Anyway, moving on to the other thing my brain was cross-wired talking about before I do it again. We're getting a Fallout show, which is kind of cool, but not the most interesting thing about the story that I posted. So for those who don't know, Fallout is a, it is a reimagining of the future that's based on kind of the 1940s fears of a nuclear apocalypse. And we've got a series that's going to be, looks like it's going to be set in sometime after 2077, after a war takes place. And there are radiated, irradiated creatures running around, be they big, small, and humanoid, everything in between, giant roaches. Walton Goggins, who, you know, if you've ever listened to this podcast, every time he comes up, every time we talk about Justified, every time we talk about uh, some other project he's in, just love. He's going to be playing a ghoul. Also in Shanghai Noon. You know, it's funny. I don't remember that movie. So, like, I know that it's just mediocre. He's in Shanghai Noon. Whatever. Whatever. He's in Justified, which is much better. That was his breakout role. It wasn't. It was a role that he was in briefly, but, you know. All right, go ahead. Sorry. I just had to throw that out there. 
I don't know how you remember him in that movie. You said you haven't seen it in years. Don't ask me. I remember shit. Kirsten always gives me shit because she's like, how do you remember that really random line from a commercial you saw once in 1994? And you know what? I don't, you know. don't remember my birthday. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> shit, what are you? Okay, we have another month for her birthday. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Where's my sandwich? Anyway. Oh, it's actually delivered. I'll be right back. Continue talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, at least you can get so, to your point now, Jones. Now he's fucked off to get his sandwich. There's no real point. I'm just excited for this project, but I'm surprised that he's going to be playing a ghoul rather than, I don't know, anything else. Um, I know that you are an off and on gamer. Do you have any? Yeah, Fallout's not one. No. Not, no idea about this. You're going to even have to, I mean, a ghoul in uh, what? In what sense is that a ghoul? So is that one of the bad zombies? Think zombie with like um, skin and stuff falling off, but intelligent. Yeah, yeah. And they actually have they fall into two different categories. So you yeah. have some that retain their intelligence, and yeah. they just look really frightening. And then there are some that are just I forget what the word was, but they're basically rabid, and there's no intelligence there. And you'll go down into the wrong dungeon. You just get swarmed by these things. Yeah, um, I vaguely remember them from from the D and D days um their description of them but quite often movies and games use the same word to describe a certain evil being or whatever but they're not always the same um um uh, interpretation or description or something like that but in the context of this guy ga- this game you're talking about fallout and of course then the the, the subsequent series or movie jonesy series and another series okay all right and so yeah so i'm completely ignorant of fallout are you excited by this was it a good game is it, is it a game that warrants adaptation into a series yes uh so this is a game series that has garnered multiple games of the year award and just people love it i was it's funny i was just talking to a friend earlier this week and he he was just talking like he's kind of like you in that he doesn't play a lot of games but this is a series of games that he just like loves so gotcha should be interesting so over many years this has been and was this on one was this on one platform or was this cross-platform stuff it's been on probably everything except a nintendo platform oh right okay all right yeah okay um jammer and your gamer travels have you ever happened on a fallout game uh i've come across them in the past uh have not played them extensively but i always forget my dog in the back um i always can and forgive the doorbell. Really. <laughs> we need a baby crying now. <laughs> I was going to say, we need one more. Comes in threes. All right. Uh, but I always confuse Fallout with uh, Bioshock. So when you're talking about, it's like this ah. futuristic apocalyptic. I'm thinking, what? And then I remember, oh, wait, no, no. That's Bioshock. That's Bioshock, not Fallout. Those are both like those big <laughs> franchises that I never fully got into, but I'm aware of. It's just I just forgot offhand that it was... Not the steampunk one, but the nuclear fallout one. Yep, that's exactly how I was going to distinguish it. Steampunk. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm always excited for video games to, you know, get an adaptation. This seems like a good one. You know, lots of potential storytelling there. But I'm still waiting for a Portal adaptation because I want a Portal adaptation. I think that could be fun. Of the robots, or yeah. Of of I don't know. So there's there's a lot of enriching stuff there. You have like the the back, you know, the background information. You can get J.K. Simmons and bring him back. You could bring back the British guy. You could bring back. There's lots of of areas to mine and lots of potential for just sort of like a a somewhat comedic 
sci-fi tale. So I just threw this this off the, the deep end, but you know, I'm excited. You know, what's his name? Uh, Walton Goggins is great talent, and there's a lot of potential for this franchise. And I hope it gets realized and doesn't get ruined. Yeah, I want an adaptation of New Vegas because I don't think I'm ever going to get to play it in my lifetime. I'm tired of hearing how fantastic it is. So there's that. Okay, now I have to get my sandwich because I got I, I got I got a notification prematurely before, but now I'm getting real. I'm, you heard the doorbell. I'm getting it. I do have the dogs eating. I do hope the dog is eating the sandwich already. That was what all the, the barking, barking was, was about. about. Yeah. The guy got scared, dropped the sandwich. <laughs> dog ate the sandwich. <laughs> In my head, I'm just imagining like the dog was just barking. Drop it, drop it, drop it. <laughs> Jammer does better voices than me. Um, dog voices. So while he's gone, let's talk about um, the Doctor Strange runtime. The reason I put this on here was mostly because I saw you talking about it. Uh, So Cineworld has the Multiverse of Madness as 130 minutes. And for people that like conversions, that's uh, two hours and 10 minutes. That's pretty much on par with the first one. So the first Doctor Strange clocked in at an hour and 55 minutes. And... So, Danny, you saw this story and you expressed some concern about. Yeah, I, I well, it was it was I got I got a little bit of a nudge from someone because of looking at the trailer and remember how unexcited I was by the trailer. But looking at how much potentially is going on in this movie with all the potential cameos and stuff that we've heard about and and the storylines that you guys have noticed that possibly could be running through it with certain characters, etc., uh, it, it was a little bit like, wow, is this going to be really quickly paced and just plowing through at an unreason- unreasonable speed? Or are we getting a little bit, um, are we reading too much into how much there's actually going to be in the movie? And it's not quite as convoluted as we potentially think it could be. And that trailer was just giving us that impression because it was quick cut, lots of different scenes, lots of different pretty pictures, etc. Um, I my opinion was that at the end of the day, until we've seen the film and see how it flows, as long as the story, as always, we'll say this, as long as the story is good and the characters that actually are in it that have important roles are given enough to do to make it worthwhile, I'm 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 on board with it. it I guess right now it's still always that um, uh, guesswork, conjecture, allegedly throwing shit in the air, all that kind of stuff. I just I just hope it's better um than the should we say the trailer is giving me the impression and i know i was in the minority but the trailer didn't excite me it just confuddled the fuck out of me um not not too concerned but it does say to me that maybe it's not as complicated a movie as the trailer possibly suggested at least that's my hope if that makes sense so danny is in the it's not the length of your runtime it's your motion and multiverse jammer how do you feel about the runtime of this film um I don't think I've ever come out of a Marvel movie thinking, man, I wish that was longer. I'm trying to think here. If there's ever been a story where I'm wish like, there were shorter ones. Right. But I don't think I've ever, <laughs> I don't think I've ever looked at them and been like, man, if only I had an extra 20 minutes, they would have been able to do this other thing. I don't think I've felt that. I think they're pretty good at keeping the movies where they need to be um, for the most part. I guess maybe Eternals would be the only one, but my point is they have a, but I want it to be longer so it can explore. Okay. My point is they do a pretty good job of keeping things short, as short as they need to be. So I'm not really concerned about me thinking, oh, you know, is there is there enough runtime to deal with the story? I'm like, the runtime will be as long as it needs to be to deal with the story at hand. 
Um, is this even what when does this movie come out again? It comes out May, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's too early for an actual runtime anyway. I'm not even sure I buy this as like the final oh. runtime. Oh, really? You're on That's you're the on the it's conjecture train again, huh? Never yeah, well, it, yes, it's is on conjecture. Confirmed? It's it's conjecture. Because usually theaters get it ahead of time and you know, maybe it'll be slightly modified from there. Maybe it was wrong for one reason or another. So I'd say maybe closer to April will be a better indication of what how long the movie actually is. Okay. Okay. That's all Cineworld you said, fuck you. Yeah, Cineworld, <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> all right, moving on to things that may or may not be true in Jammer's world. Oh, and I think I, I, I said that this is just slightly longer than the first one. This is almost average um, because you've got Endgame as the longest, right? Three hours and one minute. Uh, Eternals at two hours and 36 minutes. Infinity War after that, two and a half even. No Way Home beyond that at two and a half. Like this is only 18 minutes shorter than No Way Home, if this is accurate. Yeah. To take that for what it's worth. Think about what they were able to do in that movie. Uh, in a yep. non quote unquote. Event. So basically cut out all of the superfluous interaction between all the Spider-Men that you get. You wouldn't get that. Yeah. Well, there are lots of Doctor Strangers in this. I want And that. lots of Wanda's potentially those. too. So you might be losing. You might be losing it. I want that. You're gearing up to hate this movie. <laughs> just just on this on this runtime thing, did you guys see? I'm sure you did. The um, alleged allegedly, damn it, allegedly uh, uh, increased runtime special edition of of the Spider-Man film. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, fuck no, I can't believe that. I can't believe that's true. This this soon. I mean, it's still in fucking theaters at the moment. You can't release another edition right now. And they just released they uh, the trailer for the Blu-ray edition coming out. So I'm hoping it's not true. Well, you mean not true that it's going to be a, a theatrical release of a new cut? Yes. You mean, yeah, you gotcha. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I got you. Yeah, because Nick posted that story, and I think the way he posited it was basically it'll come out a week after the Batman, which my reaction to it was mostly about that. It's like that, if that's true, that's just kind of a dick move. Yeah, on 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 all on lots of levels as well. That that's not just because well, I only saw it two weeks ago, and now you've added an extra six minutes or thirty seconds or or twenty minutes or whatever you're going to add. But then to do it a week after Batman, it, nah, I don't think there's any need for that. That kind of no. I mean, I'll yeah, I did, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think I'll 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 if the rationale is like what we just want to nullify their box office potential like what what would be the rationale for releasing it after batman other than to be a jerk yeah yeah that's no, I mean, reacting yeah. To. certainly yeah you're right i'll watch it i'll watch it in a heartbeat send it home i mean i'm not in the business of uh speculating motivations behind certain moves oh we know things that we don't even know are true <laughs> all right fair enough I got, I got no response to that. Let's, yes, shut him let's down. move on. <laughs> Moving on, oddly enough, to the Batman. So Matt Reeves, I wish that, there's a part of me that almost wishes I hadn't put this in here because as I read it, I realized that it was a reaction to a question. And sometimes I don't like doing that because it's, it's, say this, it's speculative and it's too early. So we haven't seen the Batman yet, but someone on a red carpet somewhere asked, um, Matt Reeves, what did he think about his sequel? Like, is he thinking about it? 
And his answer was, I hope so. We'll see. I mean, for sure. I mean, look, you don't know. You don't make number one as if there's going to be a number two. You have to make number one as if you're swinging for the fences. And it has to be a movie that stands and lives on its own, which is great. Um, one of the things that I wanted to tie into the story was the idea of a potential Mr. Freeze, because he talked about wanting to see a more grounded Mr. Freeze. Now, this was a less off the cuff response. And I'll try to read this without screwing it up. Um, he said, I think there's an actual grounded version of a Mr. Freeze story, which could be really powerful and could be really great. So I love the fantastical side of Batman, but this iteration, obviously, while being to me, I think it is very comics faithful, but I don't think that this is one that this one is necessarily. It doesn't lean as hard into the fantastical. So it sounds like for the sequel, we might be getting a grounded version of Mr. Freeze if he has his way. Not confirmed, just what he's thinking about. Um, tying those two things together, if you get a sequel to The Batman, would you want to see Matt Reeves' take on Mr. Freeze, knowing and understanding that you haven't seen The Batman to begin with? Who are you talking to? Whoever wants it. Yeah, I'd be open for that. I think Mr. Freeze, by his origin, is sort of, uh, well, let me phrase that. By his origin, as I remember it, in you know, I think it's Batman the Animated Series. It he lends himself to a sort of grounded, sympathetic interpretation, sympathetic interpretation, um, and I could see even them dealing with sort of body horror elements in some way that could be pretty cool. So yeah, I think I'd be up for it. That'd be a lot of fun to watch and probably potentially horrifying, depending on how like what the tone of the Batman ends up being. You know, I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. I think for, for me, the most exciting thing about this really is that all that all that rumor and speculation many months ago that there was a big falling out between Matt Reeves and, and Robert Pattinson and all that stuff. And there was to, to me, this sounds OK, sounds like all of that was either bullshit or it's been cleared up and they're all happy to move on and make another one. So the simple fact that it sounds like Matt Reeves is still involved, he's happy to make another Batman film. And I'm assuming that it's going to be with Robert Pattinson as the Batman, et cetera. So that for me was the more um, exciting bit was, oh, they're actually gonna make one, they're all good friends and they're happily to move them forward because from what we've seen of the Batman so far, albeit only in trailers and stuff, it does look fucking good. Um, and so I'm happy that they're gonna make another one and whatever they do with whoever they do, I'm, I'm pretty confident it's gonna be pretty good. That was what my take on it. Yay, there'll be another one. Maybe. Did we ever talk about those really weird rumors about him and Zoe Kravitz like having sex on the Batmobile and yeah, stuff. I don't think you were That's here. just so weird. I don't. I don't think I was. I was. I was there for all that. You may well have done, but yeah, that that was what I was talking about. And then there was that he was a he was a dick on set, and Matt Reeves didn't want to work with him anymore. And there was and he wasn't getting in like shape that, right? enough. He wasn't dedicated enough to the role. Right. He was just sort of yeah. dicking around. Um. So all rumors, to be Andy, clear, not real, not confirmed, unconfirmed. Speculation. You haven't watched any of this animated series still, right, Batman? I saw that one that you guys recommended. I can't really remember which one it was now. Where he went okay. to uh, to fight a demon or something. Shit, I can't remember. But ah, uh, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. There was so they ended up. Go on. I'm curious what you'll think. One. So, season one, episode four of Batman the animated series is the episode that Jammer is referring to. It's called Heart of Ice. It is, it won a daytime Emmy. That's how much people liked it at the time. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. 
So take that for what it's worth. And I think in terms of sympathy and seeing how they could set up this character, if you want to get an idea for that, or the listener, perhaps, if you've never seen this series, I would take a look at that to see what Matt Reeves might be talking about in terms of potential. Okay. You say episode four, Jazzy? Yeah, episode four called Heart of Ice, season one. Ah, season one, episode four. Yeah. Yep, one of the very first episodes of it. Oddly enough, it has uh, Mark Hamill in it, not as the Joker. Really? I didn't know that. Who's he play? You remember the episode? Yeah. So he was Ferris Boyle, the humanitarian. The CEO. Was that before the Joker showed up in the series? In the series, yes. or did they show up in episode one? So even yeah. if it was, I don't. I think Tim Curry originally played the Joker and then they swapped him out for Mark Hamill or something like that. I'm going to have to look that up. That's what I remember. That could be wrong, but that's what I remember. What do you mean he was swapped him out? Do you mean they actually recorded something beforehand of the Joker? And No, no, let me rephrase that. So. They released it? No. Did it I, get released? I do not think okay. that it was released. Um, I was like, because that's the first I've heard of it. I'm looking this up now. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, so here's the only known audio of Tim Curry's Joker Batman animated series voice. So somewhere out there it exists. Um, I don't know when. Space! <laughs> reminds me of that line from that one movie. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Do you, do. Is, is anyone know what I'm talking about? Okay, I'm just not sure. You <laughs> so sure what to make of that. Um, so yeah, um, that's all out there. Take a look. I, I highly recommend it. I still remember that episode now. I really enjoyed it. So anyway, anything else before we move on? Nothing. All right. Moving on to space. Babylon 5. <laughs> uh, J. Oh, Michael man. Straczynski had some words to say. So this is a story that's, that's personally, um, uh, I feel conflicted about it. As a kid, I really love Babylon 5. And for those of you that don't know, the CW was working on a reboot of the 90s sci-fi show. So if you we're into things like the expanse or star trek kind of uh maybe even star like this show felt like a, a mashup of all of that stuff before some of that stuff is what it is now and they were going to do a round up reboot and it was actually slated to be ready for the fall of this year um they were on track to be ready for it but it sounds like j michael straczynski released on his patreon news about the fact that the president of CW was really excited for the project, but was waiting for the dust to settle because I didn't know this until I read the article, CW is up for sale. So they are waiting to see what happens for that. And allegedly, normally when this occurs, the show is done. But because the president liked the pilot script so much, they're going to wait until after this sale goes through or whatever happens with it to see if they can get it ready for fall of 2020. Um, so I'm curious what you guys, if you guys are excited for this show at all, did you have any relationship to Babylon 5? What are your thoughts, feelings? I vaguely remem remember the show many moons ago. Um, but I don't think I ever watched any of it. I yeah, I, I vaguely remember it. Is Bab it was the space station, or like Deep Space Nine? It was Babylon Five. That was that. That was the 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 main centerpiece for the series, right? I'm guessing. And then uh, I vaguely remember it. Don't think I ever watched maybe more than one episode though, many years ago. For some reason, the word Gary Baldy 
seems to sing in my head. Was that the name of one of the characters Main or characters, the captain? Yeah. Or the... yeah? So Michael yes. Garibaldi was played by, I can't think of his name, but in my head, I know that he became like a conservative radio talk show host after the show, and it, which is weird because he kind of rolled over into being the character that he played uh, on the show in real life. And um, <laughs> he's dead now, unfortunately, as it tends to happen. But yeah, Garibaldi. So was the show a good? Was the show a good show as far as setting space with different aliens and stories I and stuff? Was it. it? I thought it was fantastic. Um, was it more Star effects? Trek or Star Wars, Jonesy? When it comes to storyline, we know Trek. More Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. It's not. It's not wars in any no, way, shape, or form. No, that's not true. I would disagree. Really? Okay. Finish it. No. <laughs> I mean, no. Neutrally, he said. So if you get to the end of that show, like season four is straight up Star Wars. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I didn't. Construction going on in my house. Um, oh, yeah, we could hear the fuck out of it. Not going to lie. That's okay. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Somebody's like, what is going on? Yeah, sorry. sorry. It gets louder. <laughs> Dogs barking. Babies crying. Sandwiches <laughs> being delivered. Hammering. And so, hope you're having fun, dear listener. Oh, my God. Um. <laughs> So yeah, I, I think that as you get towards the end of the show, the, the narrative that's happening boils over into two different wars. And there's a war with an ancient alien race, and then there's a war that happens with the government of Earth. And they just come to a head in season four of the show. And it's just like fucking pandemonium. And so that's where I get the Star Warsy element. Like it's very political up to a point and then it just all hell break and it it's from that perspective it seems very much like real life where there's a lot of talking like there's some stuff that happens um there's debates there's un stuff and then it's just like fuck like just shit goes down so so, (laughs) was season four the end was that the finale of the whole show and what happened was if you if you kind of follow any of the narrative stuff that was happening there was a um they thought that after season four, it was going to be canceled. And so that's why season four is just like nonstop, hold on your butts, shit happening. And then season five is okay, but that's the end of the show. And it just, it seemed like... I, he Maybe it, closer to Battlestar Galactica. That's probably better. Yeah. Yeah. And But it was Battlestar Galactica before Battlestar Galactica, right? So you're talking about the newer iteration. Battlestar. Yes, oh, that's what yes. I yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, if you like Battlestar Galactica, this is very much on par with that. Okay, but like I said, the so, special effects are very dated, like very mm-hmm. dated, because they use computer generated stuff that just does not hold up today. Aspect no, it, it looks like it looks like fucking reboot from the nineties. You know that old yeah. show on Cartoon Network. It looks like that. It looks. Like I will say my scenes from PlayStation, the original PlayStation. Yes. Yeah. They don't look as good. They don't look as good as that. Like Final Fantasy looked better. <laughs> like Final Fantasy VII cutscenes look better. Cloud is but like, like uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or with his blocky hands, just holding them up. You have to use your imagination with the middle fingers because they can't produce them. Um, anyway, uh, my exposure to this series was mostly my roommate back. What year is it? And they're in like 2010 or so. He watched it constantly and my biggest takeaway from it 
was that whenever they had conversations in locations like bars or whatever, it was always dead silent. There are people walking around in the back, couldn't hear a murmur. It was just as if they were by themselves in an intimate sound recording booth, just talking to each other. And I was so distracted. Obviously, had everything to do with the production, you know, and, and the resources they were given. So I can't fault it for that. But that was sort of my main takeaway from the series uh, as a whole within that time. I appreciated its overall ambitions and I got bits and pieces of it as he would go through the series. And I understand why people would like it. And I definitely understand the real potential for the show to be something really cool in a reboot, especially after all these years you get it, you know, freaking I could create better visual effects than what's there in the original. So lots of great potential. And, you know, I know lots of people like it. So good on you if you can get it. But I, I think maybe the only thing I would say is considering what the CW produces, I'm not sure. Is it the best network to be producing a Babylon five? Um, do they, is it a series that really speaks to the brand that they speak to or the demographic that they speak to? I don't really know. Um, and I'd be intrigued to actually hear Jonesy's thoughts since the show does is actually, it does actually mean a lot to him. Is that like, does it concern you at all that this show would be on the CW as opposed to something like Amazon or, and maybe, I, don't, I guess maybe not even go for a streaming service. I think what's another, what's another network that it could go to? I don't know, like Fox or something. Like, would it be preferred to be at another network like that? Or even FX? Ooh, FX would be pretty good instead of the CW. Is this one of the things um, that the producers and stuff get get some sort of say in, Jamma? I'm going to lean on you for this kind of thing. So uh, the, the show is owned by who? How does I that work? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I don't really know. And so would that then, depending the on who owns the show, would then chooses the <laughs> network? Obviously, the network offers them XYZ support, and financial and, mm. and production stuff, but... How does that normally work? Any idea? Is it floating in limbo like it, at the moment? Is Babylon 5 a thing? They're, they're touting it around and the only ones to show interest to CW? So Jonesy says that Warner Brothers used to own it. Um, ah, okay. But I don't know about where that stands. But it varies per show. I think there are some shows that a studio owns and they say, okay, let's go ahead and develop it. And then there are some shows that they just pick up from creators that, that get pitched to. So I think it's very much on a case-by-case basis. Um, and Joseph right. is also telling me that he thinks HBO, oh, and Apple TV would be good uh, services to, to, for, to house this show. Um, that's what Jonesy ha- has messaged me. Um, he stepped away for a minute. So that's why we're kind of taking over the conversation here. Um, but anyways, continue yeah, so with your, that, your speculation or thought now that I've clarified. Well, that's interesting then because I, I don't, obviously not having much of a, a, a connection to the show or love nor hate, Apple TV so far has always been a place of it's a really good high quality television right now. I mean, I've yet to watch, and I haven't watched everything, but I've yet to watch a show on that on that service that I haven't thought looked great, sounded great, acted great, everything. It was always pretty damn good, whatever it was. Is Babylon 5 a big enough show? Because wouldn't this be the first one, for example, Apple TV had that was already an established show, five seasons apparently. I can't because they were mostly going for original content. I know he was just spitballing yeah. out names of streaming services, etc. But I was thinking more one of the others, the ones that I'm more familiar with, HBO, Showtime. You mentioned FX, mm-hmm. seems to fit there more than, um, than somewhere else. So it's still with Disney. Um, FX is with Disney still, right? 
Oh, that's a good question. It should be. But it yeah, went with Fox. Fox. Oh, no, Fox went. Fox but, thing. Yeah. 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 I think so. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that I would think, make uh, more sense, that one. Though those networks, not necessarily Apple. Apple seems to be very highly content plowing out of more original content. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, I'm trying to think of this show, like there's always potential, even though Warner Brothers owns it. You know, there are series that are owned by a studio, but still mm. end up on other networks. Like I think, is it Ted Lasso? There's one of the shows on Netflix that's like a Warner Brothers show. That's on, not Netflix. Ted, Ted Lasso is not, not on Netflix. Apple. Are you getting Apple? Apple, Apple, Apple I mean, Apple. I mean, Apple. I meant to say Apple. Yeah, yeah. There's There are a couple shows, I think, that are like Warner Brothers productions and stuff, but they still oh, right, are. Okay. Maybe it's... So, it, 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 you know, just because they have Warner Brothers that owns, it doesn't necessarily mean it will end up on a specific network. Right, but I okay. guess I, could well, that. I just assumed, yeah, sorry. I just assumed that most of the time that's what happens. If a studio owns it, it's on one of their networks. And Warner Brothers would be um, HBO then, right? If it was one of the big streaming ones. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Going yep. by what happened with Zack Snyder and uh, Snyder's Bat- Batman, etc. Uh, Justice League, sorry. Um, yep. Okay. All right. Yep, that's well, correct. I defer to you on that. Yeah, I have no idea about so that. So may- maybe, but- you know, if it doesn't end up at CW, it could end up somewhere else. Who knows? That's not, it's not off the table. Well, it clearly had a fairly good following. It did manage to get five seasons. Yeah, yeah like it was, it was enough at the time. The budget itself was tiny. That probably had something to do with it, where like it did well enough to warrant, you know, that to make enough money for them, which is great. Right. So, but let's go ahead and right. move on. Do you have any anything else you want to say about Babylon? No, 5? not on that, buddy. No, no. I think there's some news about Quentin Tarantino that we uh, we wanted to cover today, right? Yeah, that's correct. So, according to Deadline, Quentin Tarantino is in talks to direct one or two episodes of Justified City Primeval, which is the limited uh, series that, you know, essentially the revival of Justified. Um, And that's interesting. You know, um, I believe Tarantino has done a couple of TV things in the past, but this is unique in that he is kind of approaching the end of his directorial debut, according to him. He's always said that- Yeah, didn't he say 10 movies? Stop at 60. He said 10 movies, but he also said 60. If he turns 60 first and he's not in production, that might be it. Maybe it's nine. Um, So, but he's also not ruled out. He says, I also have this thing, like maybe he'll do some TV because he has had interest in doing TV in the past. And I could see this as him like kind of jumping it more into TV, maybe before even saying fuck off to the last movie of his filmography and then just maybe creating one or two series and then hopping out for good and focusing more on novels and, and film criticism type work. Um, so yeah. it's interesting. And the series itself, you know, is, is based on Elmore Leonard and his novels. Uh, and for those who don't know, he's a very prolific, or he was a very prolific novelist, very influential to Tarantino as well, um, both in terms of style and in what he's adapted. So he directed Jackie Brown or wrote and directed Jackie Brown, which is based on a novel called Rum Punch. And uh, that was written by Elmore Leonard. And Elmore Leonard is sort of like, at least Tarantino himself called him sort of like the, the master of dialogue, where it's all about the dialogue and heavily influenced how Tarantino uses dialogue in his storytelling. So it kind of feels like coming home. It feels very fitting. And I'm interested to see if, if, he's at all going to have a hand in the writing or the script at all, or if it's strictly going to be him like 
you know, actually directing it and just kind of moving on from there. But um, Danny, okay. you know, assuming so, that assuming that this does not mean the end of his film career, what do you yeah. think about him jumping into Justified as a director? Well, could you just clarify something for me? What was the name of the the, the guy that was the master of dialogue? Did you say Elmore? Elmore Leonard. Now, is Elmore Leonard? You mentioned that he was writing writing this final, the next season of Justified. Did he have a hand in the other? No, no. El Sorry, Elmore, I was Elmore Leonard is a novelist uh, on which right. the on which I believe Justified is based. And he's oh, dead. right. Okay, gotcha. So what? Right. So so it was. A, I didn't realize that Justified was based on a novel. That was that was where my question was leading. Um, or was it just this last season of Justified that's based on Elmore Leonard? You know, I can't. I can't say I'm a. I'm a huge Justified fan. I haven't really watched it, so I can't say. I'm well, that's the yeah, most what, knowledgeable. What's got me friend. excited is I now really desperately want to finish it. I was into season four, and then they dropped it mm. from the platform that I was watching it. But it obviously been you know when Netflix eventually dumps a yeah. load of stuff and takes it off. I, I can't remember what, which network I was watching it on, but I was enjoying it. I, I really liked Timothy Oliphant's character. I liked the way that the series was progressing. Uh, and with our friend, um, who we were just talking about, um, that made his debut More apparently Leonard. in Shanghai Noon. Oh. <laughs> no, oh. apparently Jackie made his Shannon. debut in Shanghai. <laughs> oh, oh, Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. Walton Sorry. Goggins. Got... Yeah. <laughs> Jackie Chan. Um, no, Walton Goggins was in it as well. And I love the interplay between those two. So I think I was up to season four, maybe even further. Anyway, so it's made me now want to watch those because I don't know how that finished. But it does make me happy that they're making another one. I'm assuming that means Timothy Oliphant's character survives that set of Justified. I mean, exactly yeah. right. So I'm yeah. that's the first thing I've got to catch up on. And if Tarantino's then getting involved in writing, stroke, we're not sure. Purely speculating now, writing and/or directing a couple of episodes, then absolutely because the show does feel like it, it, it was dialogue heavy, um, not too heavy. But the dialogue was normally very good, and if Tarantino comes in and 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 does his thing on it too, and it was a and it was quite a, a violent show too. It wasn't a uh, it wasn't for the kids, so to speak, which kind of fits what Tarantino normally does. Um, mm -hmm. I'm I'll be happy to see that. I'm excited that there's another season, and if Tarantino is involved, then I'm even more excited. Definitely going to try and find out how to finish all the seasons that are currently finished of Justified, though, because I like it. I, I, I was impressed. To, to clarify what I said earlier, so yeah, it is based on a series of novels about a certain character, right. Raylan Givens, based on Elmore Leonard's books, and they are basing this new season that. on right. a particular on a particular book. Gotcha. Okay, that well, that makes sense. So the whole thing was based on 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 these uh, on this these novels. That's great. Okay, no, I did not know that. I thought it was a written for TV directly. So that's good. Did you know that Jonesy Jones is back in the room? Howdy. Yes, I did. Um, and one of the things I thought was kind of interesting about the story, and sorry, I didn't get to set up before I walked out, was the fact that in the article that I sent you guys, that I think it was Deadline, the fans of Justified seemed very upset that Tarantino was going to do this, which seemed very strange to me. And it's maybe it's because they don't know what you guys are discussing now, that yeah. Tarantino obviously loves this. And I find it funny because I think it was last episode of the episode before where we were talking about Tarantino and Star Trek. He has this affinity for these things. And it seems like people who think of Tarantino in a very specific way seem unable to imagine that he would be able to do that thing justice. 
Um, and I, yeah. more so, I am surprised more so at this than I am Star Trek. Like Star Trek, I kind of get. For them, Star Trek is a very specific thing. Elmore Leonard, like he's already been doing that. So it's strange to me that people were just like, ah, this is terrible. I don't want this. Like, I, I mean, it's literally the thing that he loves and has already done. So for me, as someone who loves Justified, and I think you should absolutely finish it because I, if I haven't said it on the show before, I'm going to say it again. I no kidding think about the ending to that show once a month. I, I thought that the, like the last 60 to 120 seconds of that show were probably one of the best. So I just, I think it's pretty great. Um, so I'm excited to see what he does with it. Well, I'm definitely going yeah, to finish it. Now, he's also directed an episode of ER back in 95. And he directed two episodes of CSI. How many people back died in 2005? In ER? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, everybody. Bodies <laughs> exploded. How many N words got dropped? I want to know. Somebody find this episode. <laughs> it's like that was a very unusually edgy episode of ER, you know, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, he's he's been doing this. Like Elmore Leonard is Tarantino in novel form um in many ways i've read several of his novels and i get i could see the the impact he's had on tarantino and so yeah it's it's a match made in heaven and i'm interested yeah. to see how he does it but i'm more intrigued to see if this means that he's not going to do it he's not going to do another he's not going to do a 10th film he's stopping at nine he was born in 63 meaning that he has to be in production for a feature film by january Wait, no, it's a call. That's not January. My bad. March of next year in order for him to meet that deadline or be called a liar. And we know Tarantino doesn't like to be called a liar. I don't know if anyone knows that, That's but true. I'm assuming okay. he doesn't. I have no idea. Do you think, do you think uh, this could result in him not doing a 10th film? Jonesy, do you, does this, could this throw a wrench in things? No, I think he's going to change his mind. I think he's going to do his 10th movie. I, like, I know what he means when he talks about age, but I think he will get there and just think like, you know what? I got one more in me. So we'll see. Well, I, I, I have found that with creative people, it, it has less to do with the idea than it is how excited they, I'm sorry. It has less to do with their age than how excited they are about the idea itself. Because once people who are creatives get excited about a particular idea, it's hard to stop them even if it's not a very good idea, right? Like they're just driven by the thing that they love. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I said like Tommy Wiseau. He was yes. driven. I was thinking of Lana Wachowski, but sure. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, Lana Wachowski, Tommy Wiseau, you know, same, same, same. company. Same, same. Yeah, same, same. There's no difference. It's like, it's like that thing from the office. It's like here... They want you to tell the difference between these two pictures. They're the same picture. Same picture. No, your, in, yeah. your name ends in W. Like, that's the block that you belong in. Go back. Go oh, back. yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. <laughs> you guys ready to review a movie? Sure. I get that. Jabba's had food now. He's not so hangry. <laughs> we'll get him back. We'll get him. We'll, we'll get, drop the H and just make him angry. So invoking the, uh, the Artemis file protocol, we're just gonna dive right into it. And just to show how much I didn't care for this movie, 
I stopped taking notes. Let's see, where's where where is the end of my note? I have a note that ends. Um, I can't even tell where these notes are. Well, while you find that, I'll tell you. I stopped making notes after <laughs> nine minutes. Nine yeah. minutes. I so okay. Here's another thing. So, Danny, you wrote in the Slack chat that you stopped watching it, and it just happened to be something on in the room that you were in. Yeah. For me. I, that was me too. That was me too. I picked it up I, and I, I transferred it from the TV to my tablet and then came in here to the garage and started playing guitar while I was watching. <laughs> I was like, put, put the subtitles on and just let it go. And I was just like, this is, this is all you deserve. But, yeah, I, uh, I hated it so much. Let me take care. So we have the first few minutes. I was just like, oh no. This is already yeah. bad. It's essentially when someone opens their mouth, it's like, oh no, the acting is just so bad. The dialogue is oh, so no, bad. No, no. <laughs> like the freaking TikTok meme. Oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, like you guys said, there's a certain time, like there are some movies where you watch them and they're like so painfully mediocre. We're just like, ah, oh, this isn't good, but you know, maybe it'll turn around and then maybe it kind of gets a little bit better but this one after the intro the opening sequence i was like there's no way this movie's getting any better like it's just not it's impossible it's not getting better and i basically was just like i'm just gonna out of pure obligation just have it on not gonna fucking pay attention like about 30 minutes in i was just like okay i don't know what's going on i don't care what's going on but out of pure obligation, I'm just going to put it there just so I could say I watched it all. It's so <laughs> bad. It is. What confused me about this was, so for the people that are in it, the cast that's in it. So we've got um, Louis Tan, who we've seen in um, the last Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Oh, that too. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just destroy his name, but Iko Uwais, um, who you might have seen in *The Night Comes for Us* and *The Raid Redemption*, which is a fantastic movie. So I was oh, assuming that they would balance each other out, and what I could tell just in the first couple of seconds is that the fight scenes were so feckless, and it's kind of one of the reasons why I brought up Lana Wachowski because the the lack of impact and the lack of like any kind of kinetic feeling from these fights immediately turned me off. Like yep. I was just saying there, what was frustrating was movies like this should come in a couple of different varieties. If you can't get the story right for fuck's sake, get the action right. At least let me walk away and feel like I watched people like real, like I want to turn my head away and like, Oh, ooh, ah, that hurt. Um, and again, it was hard having the raid in my mind yep. and watching someone yep. who was in the raid and just be very aware of what he is capable of doing in a competent script and action film with a competent director and just see just all just kind of flitted away for nothing. It was like it was like watching Blade 3 after watching Blade 1 and 2. You're like, I saw this guy do some hardcore shit before. What the fuck are you doing, David Goyer? Um, yep. that's how I felt. Yep. Yeah, I, I thought I, I thought that it was uh I thought this was like an Indonesian film as well, like going into it. I was like, oh, 
like maybe it'll be in another language and it'll have good action and it'll be like a good enough story to propel it but it was like why no this is just the, the delivery like the lines were so bad delivery was good and I, at the beginning of this podcast i praised the producing because i remember watching i was like these locations are way too nice for this movie the yeah. production is way too nice for this movie this movie does not deserve it they do not deserve it the script is so bad and i don't know if the actors are bad or if it's just such a, so bad that they gave up but they just weren't they weren't delivering either you know they weren't they weren't trying they weren't even mcgregoring it through you know star wars they weren't trying enough but let's just it was kind of just i don't want to talk about it because i just don't want to disparage people but it was just it's not it's not a good movie that's it it was effort it's interesting, Jody, you mentioned Blade there because as soon as it started, I thought, is this trying to be Blade? Are they walking yeah. into this nightclub and then shit's going to kick off? And then a really shitty song started that wasn't heart pumping. Then, like you mentioned, some terrible action, uh, terrible fight sequences and choreography and stuff. And the nine, the reason why the nine minute mark sticks in, in my head, or at least I, I think it does, is because when he said kung fu punch or assassin's death when he did that final power move on him or whatever and i literally was like i i swear i was looking at the screen with my mouth agape going did he just say something as he delivers his final death blow like some sort of like mortal combat or whatever it was like an anime character yeah yeah, exactly and i thought that is and that was when i switched off that was when i tapped out i thought if he just is he going to say that every time he kills is this is this part of the mythology he has to say Kung Fu Chop, because that's all I could think of was Austin Powers when he was saying Judo Chop every time he was hitting people. (laughs) That's all I could think of. And of course, that took me straight out of it because in Austin Powers, at least it was meant to be funny. Judo Chop, and he was fucking the henchman. Awful. That was when I I tapped out nine minutes in. That was it. I can't find anything positive to say about this movie. Um, what was crazy was I got to the end <laughs> and I remember thinking like them hanging out on the beach was probably yeah. the best part of the movie. Like watching them like play around and pretend to be brothers was like, that was it. It felt like, like it felt like he was trying to be fast and furious. This, yeah, this that's like what I was thinking at the end with the happy song playing and the camera pans out and everyone's happily ever after. We're family. Yeah. Fuck. Um, I, I like that. But and so... <laughs> The reason I said I was going to have to bring up Moonfall, Danny, was because I remember (laughs) um, what I liked about that movie was that I felt like it had really interesting, strong sci-fi ideas, which is like a lot of shit around it. And so it was hard for me to let go. Sci-fi or supernatural? No, no. Talking about Moonfall. Oh, okay. Okay. And so the the core of that movie, like the, the thing that brought me in, I liked. And one of the other reasons I wanted to bring that movie up was um, I had a friend after that podcast episode when he's like, you know what? You, you, get, you made me want to see Moonfall. I was like, no, 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 no. To be clear, <laughs> this is not a good movie. <laughs> and he's like, I know. He's like, I just, I, so I want to do, a, I, I do the public good. I want to do a public service announcement. That was not a good movie, right? I just, I was attracted to the strong sci-fi ideas. And I bring it up to say, like, this had none of that. Like, yeah. everything was derivative. Nothing in it was interesting. Like, we haven't even talked about the, the last fight scene 
where he gets sucked down into a portal, is hanging from a rope, fighting a guy who's supposed to be a guy who's like disappearing into the dark, striking him, coming into the dark. And like, it was like, what is this? What's happening right now? Hair and beard makeup job that they did on him to make him look like a... a was that the same actor? Demon. I couldn't it's tell. The same actor. They just stuck a fuzzy oh weird, wig and beard on him. And they even blackened his face. That's why I couldn't tell if it was like him. A <laughs> demon. It were, oh, it and, was awful. And he is the other reason I wanted to see this because he is in... Um, oh, fuck. It's a Cinemax show. Uh, I'm going to think of it. Warrior. The guy that um, I'm screwing up because I should have had the cast ready, um, but he plays um, one of the main characters in Warrior, oh, like a fantastic show. Matter of fact, fuck this movie. If you have HBO Max, go watch Warrior. Go watch Warrior. If you think that whatever you saw in a trailer for this made you want to see this movie, go watch Warrior. No Lewis Tan. <laughs> I've I've decided. That guy, no good. No, like he just picks bad projects. Maybe he can act. The shit he picks is terrible. Um, but yeah, I would highly recommend going to watch Warrior rather than this. And um, um, can I just can I just ask and or add that apparently this is a sequel? Yeah, I had no idea about that. I just, so just, had you watched the first one? Was it better? No. What, so to make well, it, it's a series, you, it's a series. Woo Assassins. Yeah. I was going to say to make it funny, oh. Jammer saying that it's like an anime. This is basically they've done, there's a 10 episode first season of this show. And then they've done the anime thing where they've made a standalone movie. And right. oh, you know, right. maybe there'll be another season of this because it, it seems like it could continue. I don't want to fucking see it. Um, Jason oh. Tobin God, is no. the name of the guy <laughs> I was thinking of. Uh, so Jason Tobin is also in the Warrior. They just, they had elements of stuff where I was like, I want to see this. Um, but yeah, I would I would not watch. I when I found out that this was a sequel or a standalone movie to that series, I thought, oh, maybe I'll go back and watch it. Within ten minutes of watching this, that it all evaporated. I, was like, <laughs> I will not. <laughs> I will not. Yeah, so. I just remember watching like as I was watching it nine minutes in or ten minutes in, however long it was, and I was like, fucking Jonesy, maybe watch this piece of shit. <laughs> Well, you know whose fault this is? This is Danny's fault for his lackluster reaction to the Kimmy trailer, which the fucker watched I mean, and then talked about how great it was. He's like, oh my God, that was way better than I thought it would be. I was like, oh, yeah, damn it. shit. It's like God it's Steven it. Soderbergh and Zoe Kravitz. Like, it'll at least be watchable. It is. Yeah. Um, so, it, it is. is. Let's, uh, I, I could move on. I mean, I could move on. I could shit on this movie all day long. Let's move on. Yeah, let's Danny, I would like to hear your mini review of Kimmy. No spoilers, yeah, so, please. Yeah, I, no, I mean, no, that's why I figured you wouldn't. And I, I would want you to watch it too. So I don't want to spoil it at all. So I was very fortunate enough today. Well, actually, over yesterday and today. Yesterday, I watched Last Looks with Charlie Hunman and Mel Gibson, which I also recommend, by the way. That's really? a lot of fun. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's Mel Gibson gives a great performance as this the British actor pretending to be a Southern actor um in this show but um so yeah check that out that that's a lot of fun but today i was fortunate enough to watch kimmy now if you have listened to the show when we discussed the uh trailer you'll remember hopefully that i wasn't that impressed with the trailer not i didn't hate it it just felt like i'd seen this kind of movie before it felt to me at the time 
that it was like enemy of the state, Will Smith and Gene Hackman from, I think, in the late 90s, maybe early 2000s. That's what I got the impression when I first watched the trailer. But I was you know, mildly interested in it, and it came out here this weekend, and I loved it. I thought it was great. And here's the interesting thing about what you just said, Jam, about who was in, uh, behind the camera. I had actually completely forgotten who was behind the camera on this one. And when the film started, um, I was this looks really good. The use of sound is fantastic. The use of the music is fantastic. And the way the camera was being moved around and used was all fantastic. And I was like, I'm getting more and more impressed with this. Zoe Kravitz gives an amazing performance as a young lady that is uh, suffering from some mental health issues based on a previous experience that she's had that, that is later revealed in the film. And uh, it is not like Enemy of State whatsoever. It's more like Rear Window. If you remember the old, um, uh, I'm trying to remember his name now. Uh, who's a famous Hitchcock. director, Rear Window? Yes, thank you. Sorry, Jamie. Yeah, you did say yes. Yeah, Alfred Hitchcock. It's more like that. Now, I'm not going to say that's what the story is, but it's so much more Rear Window than it is Enemy of the State. So straight away, I'm like, <laughs> well, this is much more interesting now. And then it just goes, it's really a tight runtime. I was captivated from beginning to end. It didn't feel lazy at all. All the way through to the, the, the climax, I was, I was enthralled by it. And Zoe Kravitz is fucking awesome in it. Playing the character that she's playing with the issues that she's got, absolutely wonderful. Um, and then it's got some moments in it that are like, holy fuck, I was not expecting that. Absolutely loved it. It's a very taut thriller, um, very well acted, wonderful direction. I really, really enjoyed it. And it wasn't till the end when the director's name came up and goes, well, that makes a lot of fucking sense because he's on the Because I'd completely like, who was- he was on it. Who is this young up and comer who's just so oh, yeah. good with like the he's filmmaking? He, he got, oh, he's got a career has, ahead has of him. He directed he a Marvel movie. With some famous actors. <laughs> so, like, what is he because it's one of those movies. Like, that it doesn't have the it doesn't have the cast and the director at the beginning of the movie. It's one of those that goes straight in, right? So obviously I wasn't wasn't up to it. And then, when that name came up, go oh, well. There you go. That makes sense. <laughs> now I understand why it was so fucking good. But. It wasn't dragged out like some of his films have been. They've all been good. Yeah. But this one was a real tight runtime. I was very impressed with it. Like I say, Zoe Kravitz is phenomenal. Uh, I would definitely recommend this. And just as a little bit of a, a, a minor spot, um, there is even a Home Alone connection to the film too. Mm. And I'll leave that it mean? right there and see if you can spot it. Yeah, when you watch it. Thoroughly recommend it. The Thumbs up. Bandits. Absolutely recommend. And look out for the Home Alone reference too. Somebody's gonna be really good. I just imagine Zoe Kravitz at one point ah, does like the scream. <laughs> uh, no, that's not it, Jammer. No. Okay. So you know, that would be that that's how I would do it. Yeah. So make you that much more excited for the Batman? Would you, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess so because the, but this she carries the whole film. She's <laughs> pretty guess. much every single scene. So well, because I've not, you know, this film, it'd be hard to see how Batman, she would be better, but it's not her movie, right? It's it's a right. Batman film, she's in it. But it would be hard to see how that performance could better this one. In Kimmy, she's absolutely fantastic. Okay. All right. Looking forward yeah, to super it. That's cool. And, uh, and I just I like the trailer. It. Sorry, Jam, I was just going to say, I, I would, I'm even tempted to go back and watch the trailer again and say, was I drunk or stoned when I watched the trailer? Because it really no. wasn't anything like I got it's from the trailer. Bland. So, But to the thing that we talked about on Slack, I miss that. 
that I feel is rare nowadays where you watch a trailer and you just, the movie you get is so different. Um, Yep. Definitely that then, buddy. Definitely that. It's definitely that thing. Increasingly so. I've been sort of engaging in watching as little trailers or as few trailers as possible and then just been like, oh, that was fun. That's kind of what happened to me with Encanto. And Encanto was fucking awesome. As you all know, I love that movie. It's so good. Yeah. Um, But regarding like filmmaking prowess, what I really appreciate about Steven Soderbergh, he like, he likes to fuck around with like the format. He likes to experiment a lot. Like he had that movie a few years ago, Unsane, that was filmed on an iPhone. And just, he likes to do stuff like that, like essentially limit himself in really specific ways, which uh, results in him having to capitalize in other aspects, which is why I can imagine him have like really nailing down certain specific technical aspects that even if he's working with underpowered equipment can elevate the experience. I don't know what he does in Kimmy, but I could imagine his history of doing that would be helpful in making a movie like this more engaging than it would be from a rookie director. Well, I'd, I'd definitely love to hear what you think about it then because you're obviously a, a little bit more aware of what he's done his whole career. Um, but I certainly, as we joked about, I was certainly, when I saw his name come up, well, that kind of makes sense because I've not seen that kind of camera work before, even though we have we think we've seen everything. Um, but his use of sound and camera music was spot on and not how it's normally used in films. It was really cool. So yeah, he's definitely experimented, I think. Partic- pay particular attention to how he uses sound and music either together or separately it's, it's it's very cool i've not 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 seen stroke heard it done before very cool i hope you guys enjoy it because it really is good yeah it was on my to watch list but i unfortunately had to watch fucking fistful of vengeance instead <laughs> which is apparently my fault let's talk about the camera work in that last fight scene right where it was like going in <laughs> and out and in and out that was cool right man clever <laughs> So clever. I'm so Just speaking clever. of trailers, guys, slightly on the, have you guys seen the trailer for Brad Pitt's film Bullet Train? No. no. Check check it out. Obviously, not right now. Check it out. It's only about a minute long. It's hardly even called a trailer. It's really talking about trailers not giving you expectations of films. It's really kind of cool. And I hope that's the only trailer we ever see of this film. You'll see why when you okay. when you watch it. But Bullet Train, Brad Pitt, I think it was only dumped a, a few hours ago. But yeah, so check that one out. And, yeah, and dear listener, right too, check out right Bullet now. Train trailer with Brad Pitt. Watch okay, right will do. Yep. We're watching it so out. There, okay. It looks like Japan. There's a Bullet Train. It's well, yeah, it's called Bullet Train. Of course, it's Japan. You can't have a movie we call Bullet to be Train. It real life, though. It doesn't, it could be made up. Your movies. No. be anywhere. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, sorry, you're going to ruin it for yourself, Jones, if you don't listen as well. I am listening. I'm just checking. March 2nd. Just checking. So we got a live, we got a live trailer reaction. Yeah, I want that. So I just want what you said, where this is all we get. Yeah, right. It's like don't show me anything else. I mean, (laughs) yeah, super. It's clever, right? It's an advert, isn't it? Yeah, advert for trains. (laughs) Kind of reminds me of the trailer I got. We got for uh, Severance. Is that is that what it's called? Severance. The New Zoolander, Zoolander, Ben Stiller series starring, <laughs> starring uh, many actors. No, not, not Ben. No, it's the one guy from Parks and Rec. Ben Adam Scott. Yeah, there you go. Ah, yeah, yeah. He plays Ben Wyatt. He's like Ben Wyatt. That's why. Um, but yeah, that looks kind of got the same sort of, you know, fake ad vibe 
from that as I got from this. Like Viridian Dynamics, like what's, what the hell is that show? Better Off Ted? Like that sort of feel. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, so there's a series called Better Off Ted. And oh, in it, it, there's this, okay. Well, there's this company that's basically the corporation that they work for. It's basically this evil corporation. And in, in between like either at the beginning or at some point, they have all these fake ads for it that are really just sort of like, you know, dark and hilarious. And it's like, I forget what they are, but they're funny. You should check them out. Don't judge me. Do I? Anything else to say about any of the things we have talked about today? No. Guess ready to shut it down. Nope. Shut it down. Shut it down. Felt version of Breaking Geek Rare, the podcast. But we still had fun. Right? Right. Hopefully you did too, dear listener. And if you like what you heard, do all the socials. Like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We would definitely appreciate it. Also, LRM and the Genreverse have other great content for you. Where else on LRM Online and the Genre Podcast. I'm sorry, no. Genreverse Podcast Network, where we are also a part of. So, there you go. That's better. Yes, I'm almost there. It, it'll, it'll get there almost there gents where you can be found do you want to do you even want to say where you can be found we can drop that right nobody, nobody cares. you can find me on twitter at jam the writer and all of my books under the name aj serna on amazon and audible and yes i want people to know if they want to follow me then follow me follow me follow me follow remember the lemming <laughs> What is what was follow that? What, lemmings, yeah. what is they that? Remember the guy in Lemmings? Do they say yeah, follow me? I don't remember follow talking me. ever. It was like it was like a very distorted. I don't was remember it that. Was exactly. it something else? Fuck, I don't. I'm was, oh, are you thinking about Oddworld? Maybe that was it. Oddworld. That sounds more like Oddworld. Because Lemmings don't fucking talk. Because the one I saw, at least, I used to play like a freaking Windows three point one or like not even Windows ninety five. It was like back in the day. Did they have lemmings on iPhone? I want to play that. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> dear listener, uh, and you can find me at Sir Jones. Oh wait, no, you said follow me, Danny, but you didn't say where. Oh, I'll just be watching, catching up on episodes of Justified. That's where you'll find me. In Batman: The Animated Series, the one. And the one yeah, episode season season one, episode four, or season four or episode one. I can't remember now. I wrote it down. Season one, episode four, Heart of Ice. And you can find me at Sir Jonesius on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, right here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. We will catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on you. And yes, it was awkward. This awkward. Damn it. Oh, mission accomplished. <laughs> oh, more banging. Is that Jonesy's housework again? So that was me banging my desk. This is just, this is maddening. So the person that owns the house we're like yeah we're gonna take the siding down and have a replacement so it's been it's been a process of them getting this stuff down but to illustrate how hard they the house this is the inside of like things inside of the house your house
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.